Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Music Therapist. It's good to be back. I feel like there are times when I have um, so much energy and so many ideas for this podcast and so many things I want to say and share and talk about with you all. And then there are other times when I just, I can't. I, I feel like I have no energy. I feel like I have nothing to say. I feel like I have no motivation for showing up in this space. So it's, it's really an interesting balance to find just with this podcast itself. I want to continually show up here with and for all of you who listen. And at the same time, I have to be honest with how I'm feeling. And I have to be responsible for caring for my own soul and knowing what it needs, when it needs space, when I can come on and talk and... um, being honest with that. I I always want to show up here with you as my most honest and authentic, I know that word is overused, uh, self. And so I don't I don't want to have a conversation because I feel forced to, because I feel like the pressure even even from myself um, to do something. And sometimes I do feel that pressure and that's when I have to take a step back, give myself space, give myself time and um, regroup. I guess that's a good way of putting it. So today I say all of that because I hype myself up for this energy episode and um, I think it, it became too big in my mind to uh, even try to talk about because there's so many ideas. There are so many angles that we can talk about energy around and it's more than I can do as one person, as one podcaster. So we're going to take it in bits and pieces and I think that way we can digest it better. We can understand it and and live with it in a real way instead of me just spouting off things for an hour in one episode trying to cover all of the points. I just don't think that's realistic. So I hope you stick with me for whatever um, these energy episodes turn out to be because I, I feel, you know, even though I'm the podcast host, I feel like we are in this together and I'm feeding off of your energy and you're feeding off of mine and it's this beautiful path we're walking on together. So today I want to talk a little bit about what the process is like when we learn something new or when we are aware of something that we were not aware of before. I'm thinking about this because in the United States, 
we just watched the um, Derek Chauvin trial unfold. He is the police officer who killed George Floyd and was on trial for it. And um, he was guilty on all accounts, which is amazing. It's, I mean, it shouldn't even feel amazing. That should just be what happens regularly if a cop kills someone. However, that's where this country is. So that just happened. And I think we need to continue being with these things that are happening in our country and processing through them and picking them apart and understanding them in a different way. And maybe we can do part of that together on this podcast. So if you know me, um, you know that I am a white, cisgender, um, straight woman. I am able-bodied. And so I have a lot of privilege. And that's weird to come to terms with because... It's not something that was really talked about much. It's not something that was understood. My parents did not really talk about the state of the world and the injustices with me growing up. So here I am facing it. I'm I'm facing the reality of what this country is and how things are and what that means for for me or what that looks like in my life and and how that's different from other people's lives. And what I'm realizing is that um, it is a far greater, deeper, systemic issue than I was or probably am aware of. Racism goes so deep. Um, you know, our, our land was taken by force. It was colonized. Why should we steal other people's land, call it our own, and then throw them out and kill them? That thing is still within the DNA of our country and the fabric of who we are as a nation, especially... Um, for those of us who are white or are in a dominant, um, in a group that holds power in this country. So I want to talk about this because it needs to be talked about. And I'm finally getting to the place where, I don't know, my eyes are opened up enough to see that this conversation, this issue, this uh, work needs to be part of my every single day. Because when I think about it, um, this is a matter of life and death. It literally is. My black and brown friends could die at the hands of police and the hands of white supremacists at any moment, for any number of reasons, or for no reason at all. Um, 
and I don't want, I don't want my black friends to die. So we need to talk about this and we need to sit with this friends. It's easy for us not to feel it. Um, us as in, um, those of us who are white, it's easy for us not to feel the weight of it because we are white and we don't have to be scared that if we go on a walk, we're going to be shot or if we're sleeping in our bed, cops aren't going to come through the doors and kill us. Um, I've never had to think about that for myself or for my brothers or for my parents. I've never had to think about that. But from what I hear from my black friends and the books I'm reading and people I'm following on social media, um, that is part of their everyday. I don't even know what else to say. Being black in America is not safe. So for anyone who's on here listening and you are black or you are part of an oppressed um, people group, I am so sorry. I wish things were different. I wish change happened quicker, sooner, a long, long time ago. I'm sorry that um, things are the way they are. But I am committed to being a part of the change in any way that I can. And what I'm seeing is that um, people listen to this podcast. You all are listening right now. And with that comes responsibility to have these conversations. And with this episode, I don't want to just bring it up. Um... I want to talk about what it's like to feel these things and experience them and sit with them. I think so often in this society, this world, um, we are pressured to go, go, go and get on to the next thing and keep on working and push ahead and power through and um, we've all heard these these phrases before. Just keep going, um, get to the next thing, work harder, um, uh, never stop. Like it's it's this this motion that feels very hurried, very pushed. And when I think about why it's pushed, why it's hurried, all I can think of is okay, you push ahead to get ahead, to be more successful, to make more money. Um, And that's not what I want my life to be about. Yes, I would love to have more of a steady income, but I don't want to do that um, and forsake my own life and well-being. So I'm going to slow down and be a little uncomfortable with a lower income or with my business not growing faster 
or with me not reaching more people because my mental health is worth it. I need to care for myself because if I don't, I, I'm not going to make it. I'm, I'm going to have health complications. I'm going to end up dying early because I'm pushing myself too hard. So I'm thinking about all of this too because I think when we learn new things, it's so easy to just go on to taking action without actually sitting with it and truly learning it. I think part of the learning and growing process, and this is what I'm learning myself, is to feel things, really feel things. And to really feel things, we need time. We need space. We need to be connected with the energy of the thing. And we can't do that if we learn something in a day and the next day we just try to do all of the, the action items that we can possibly do. I remember um, a colleague within the last year or so, and this colleague said, you can't believe how much I learned this past weekend. You can't believe how much I read this past weekend. I devoured as much as I possibly could. And while that's important to do a lot of work and education, I wonder how much of that stuck. Um, I wonder how much of that really sunk in. Because I feel like when something is hurried, um, we don't truly learn it. So, okay, now I'm thinking about college and how... I got through most of my classes by procrastinating and um, memorizing for tests and learning all the information the day before and spitting it out on the test or whatever it is. And I didn't really soak it in. Um, I think the only things that I soaked in were music therapy things, which is really good and really needed. But that stayed with me because I practiced it. It became a practice. It became something that I went to every day and I thought about and I researched and I tried out and I talked about with my friends and I, I, I practiced it in a session with a supervisor. It was this thing I continually went back to. Now, how important is that to do when people's lives are literally at stake. <laughs> when, when my black friend's life is not seen as human or as human as my life is seen, how much more important is it for us to make active anti-racism a part of our practice a part of our everyday I feel like oftentimes when racism is brought into conversations some people check out because they don't want to go there right now and if you are a person who is black or brown or indigenous please feel free to leave this conversation because it may be triggering 
it may be too heavy for you. Um, right now, I think I'm talking more to people who look like me, people who may be um, realizing these things for the first time. So I really hope I don't lose any of you in this conversation because you don't want to hear a conversation about racism again. Please, please do your best to stick with me, stick with this conversation, and take it to heart. You've probably heard a lot of conversations about race in the last year, but people are still dying, so we need to keep talking. And I think we need to take better action and do more work. And I think part of that is understanding the weight of this and the reality of this at a soul level. Like we need to feel this in our bodies or else it's not going to be real. So stay, stay with me, stick with me. Um, Yeah, so what I'm finding is that I really learn things when it gets into my body, when it is a regular practice. And with conversations like this, I'm realizing that I have to um, take it in small bites, but then really take the time to think about it. That's how I've been doing a lot of my reading recently. It's like I have to read a chapter at a time. So what I do, and maybe this is something you can try out, what I do is I read a chapter and then I just like let it be. But then what happens is I end up thinking about it throughout the next day or the next week. And then what I do is I, th- I actually think I sit with it. I sit with how it makes me feel. I sit with all of the things that are coming up. So maybe with um, anti-racism, what's coming up is you feeling like you're not racist or you feeling like you don't want to do more work or you feeling like it's in your face too much. I would challenge you to sit with those feelings And ask yourself why they're there. Why is this coming up? Why am I upset about a conversation about someone else's life? Why can't I stand to have another conversation like this? Why does it bother me? Why does it bring up these different feelings? What am I feeling? Am I feeling guilt? Am I feeling exhaustion? Like, that's... And then we we come to this place where we realize, okay, that's nothing compared to someone who lives this every day. But what are these things that are coming up as you read something or as you hear something or as you're listening to this conversation? What's coming up? What does it feel like? Where do you feel it in your body? And what does it feel like in your body? And then you can explore like, okay, where's that from? Or why do I think this way? Or what do I really think about this? Or what do I want to feel or think about this 
and I'm not there yet. Like maybe you feel upset that this conversation is continually in your face, especially now with the media exposing it and talking about it and you don't want to have the conversation anymore. Well, why? This has to do with someone's life. These are challenging things and we need this space to feel them. I feel like my whole life has gone by and um, I, I wasn't really taught how to think critically or sit with things or really be okay with uncomfortable feelings. I wasn't taught how to do that. And so when I feel uncomfortable things, I run away from them. I don't want to talk about them. Um, I, I, I don't want to sit with the feeling. And I'm really learning now that I can do this. I can do this in a safe way. I can do this where I can process through it as I'm going, as I'm learning. And it's okay. I think what we have to realize is it's okay to feel uncomfortable and sit with the discomfort. And with that sitting, I think comes more connection, more understanding of someone else's lived experience when that's not our own. And with that space comes more growth and it will cause us to act more on behalf of our friends and our colleagues and our clients who are living in America as a black person. So I wonder how we can all make this a regular practice to sit with all of these things that come up, the uncomfortable feelings, the, um, the weight of racism in America, and then process through them. And the way that I do that is talking with, I mean, most of the time it's talking with Greg or talking with a trusted friend, talking with a supervisor. My process is most likely, usually talking, talking it out. Okay, so I'm feeling this. Have you felt that too? Okay, I had this really weird thought. Have you thought that? Or, okay, this is going to sound really harsh, but I, I have this thing that I'm thinking and it's frustrating me, but I need to get it out with a trusted and safe person. Another place we can do this is in therapy. Um, but I think it's important to talk about these things and, and process them and journal it out. I mean, this this conversation, this episode that we're having right now came from a lot of processing through this past week, past couple of weeks, and therapy sessions and conversations with Greg um, and some other people. And, and then me journaling it out, 
like, okay, this is what I'm feeling or this is what I'm learning or this is what I'm facing for the first time. And I think, you know, it's been really good with the Black Lives Matter movement that it's been gaining media attention because I think a lot of us would have just gone on our normal everyday daily lives not thinking about this and not seeing it for what it is. And when more um, when more people die at the hands of police, it's just another reminder that this is still real, that racism is systemic. It's been around for a very, very long time. It has seeped into the very fibers of this country and and what we know this country as today. And there's so much more work to do. And when these things keep happening, at least what happens for me is more and more and more. Every death I see, every, every day that I spend more time um, sitting with what racism is, I realize that I, I can't go back to every day. I can't just compartmentalize this as, okay, let me close this box for now and open it tomorrow. And I'm realizing that I can't just carry on with my business as if I didn't see that someone else just died. So that's why I'm having this conversation today because I'm realizing that um, I'm a white woman in America. I have it pretty good. And I don't feel the weight of racism and oppression the way my black friends do. But I don't want that to be a reason that I stop the work. And so I feel this urgency to get to know the weight of it and sit with the weight of it and sit with my relationship to what racism looks like and what racism is, especially because it has stemmed from white people and the white systems that are set up in this country and the way that white people took over this land through colonization. So my friends, um, a heavy episode for us today, but a necessary one. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to not just keep having the same conversation for every single episode because it's that important. So I hope um, I hope you can take even this time listening to this episode as a moment, as a chance, as as space to sit with these feelings and these things and and the reality of racism in America and really all over the world. Sit with it today. Feel it. Let it move through through your body. 
it's okay to feel uncomfortable things. Let's sit with that discomfort and not just try to read as many anti-racism books in one weekend that we can. <laughs> let's make it let's make it a daily practice. Our friends, our colleagues, our clients are all counting on us to make this a daily practice and make this part of our lives because it's part of their lives. All right, friends. May you be well and have a peaceful day or night. And let's continue this conversation. See you next time.